three billionaire playboys. One, but also sometimes two lowly entrepreneurs. One chance to hit the big bucks. If you've seen Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, this is the same as those, but not similar enough to constitute any sort of legal action. This is Rat's Nest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rat's Nest. It's the only podcast hosted by three multi-billionaire playboys. It's a show where lowly entrepreneurs pitch their business and product ideas in exchange for our big money and cash dollar bills. I am Sherman Michael Shunk, president and CEO of Shunk Industries, and these are my biggest dollar bad boys. I'm talking about my friend, Jeremiah Sam Baby. Woo! It's Jeremiah Sam Baby. Baby, live free market or die hard market. <laughs> yes, and I'm talking about my friend Hank Ass. Yeah, what he said. Yes, and I love catchphrases. Is that what they're called that? Because they catch on? Yes. And speaking of catching on, big announcement, boys. Rat's Nest rated the number one podcast in the Rancho Santa Margarita area. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. We're up to what? I think seven or nine downloads? The RSM, Rancho Santa Margarita, is a city in the county of Orange County. That's right, and it's one of the most Republican corners of a blue state that we love, and um, me and Mayor Brad McGurr go way, way, way back. Brad. We actually own a Bitcoin together. Mayor Brad McGurr sounds like the name of like a, a cat mayor in a cereal box universe. <laughs> yeah. They built out like a Tony the Tiger universe, and Brad McGurr is the mayor. Of flavor. Ah, uh, you hear that, McGurr? He got you. I'm always ripping on Brad McGurr. He got him good. Rancho Santa Margarita, the home of Coastland University. This is something I knew about prior to this morning, I promise you. <laughs> Coastland University, I'm so proud of this place. It began holding classes in 1999. It is an unaccredited, non-denominational, co-educational, Christian Bible College in Southern California teaching the uncompromised word of God. I couldn't be happier than to shout them out. And I would love to give them a basketball team and call them something cool, like the real life Garfields, and then send them to absolutely feast on all those San Jose and other Orange County teams and have them for the lunch and take Berkeley down and, and put a bullet in their fucking heads. Let's go, Coastland! Let's go, Coastland. And, and you know what? Uh, if Hey, if they're having trouble finding uh, uh, rooms to rent for their campus, why don't they check out Plano Self Storage? Plano Self Storage, Rancho Santa Margarita, 30359 Espinenza, Rancho Santa Margarita. That's Plano St Self Storage. Hey, why don't you store it yourself? Plano Self Storage, a, a proud sponsor of the Rat's Nest. We should say this, full disclosure, it is possible that someone not in Rancho Santa Margarita is simply using a VPN <laughs> that is making it seem like they are from, of all places, Rancho Santa Margarita. And now we are excessively leaning into this as if there are one or two or three people in Rancho Santa Margarita that download our podcast. But the opposite may be true. The opposite may be true, and our hats are off. We might just be the most popular podcast in Rancho Santa Margarita. Go Coastland! The numbers don't lie, if you ask me, and uh, frankly, the numbers are huge. So thank you, Rancho. We love you, and uh, we're glad you love us, the rats. But if you are using a VPN, you know, set it to... I mean, keep it to there, first of all, but... If you could send it to someplace cool like the moon or possibly Mars 
are somewhere in orbit or, you know, at Lagrangian points one and four in orbit around the sun, that's cool too. That makes us interplanetary, and that's, I mean, that let's see Joe cool. Rogan yeah. get that. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan doesn't get zero that. zero listeners on no. the moon. I mean, if Elon makes it to Mars, then I, I feel like, I don't know, does Elon listen to the show? You mean Joe Rogan or our show? Joe Rogan. Bernie was on it. I mean, look, Bernie. I'm, I'm, I'm talking Sanders, not Mac. Rest his soul, Bernie Mac. Y'all don't understand. And I'm not afraid of y'all. An unforgettable bit on the Def Jam Comedy Hour. Five minutes, three oh. total jokes, repeated yep. endlessly. Endlessly. And I'm not saying this in, with any condescension. A genius at his craft. I would say that's the tightest five I've ever seen. It's literally three jokes and then five newly introduced and called back catchphrases. In a five-minute bit, he introduces... Five catchphrases, or thereabouts. We could learn a thing or two from Mr. Mac, I'll tell you that, in regards to catchphrases. You know what? That is that is the that is the takeaway, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want to come out of today's podcast with no less than three catchphrases each. All right, well, let me just start things off by saying what I said earlier. Live free market or die hard market. Yeah, and I'll kick it off, I guess, with my catchphrase. Yeah, what he said. Yes, and mine will be, um, maybe, maybe, can it be me enjoying my friends, enjoying my time with my friends? How about that for a catchphrase? <laughs> what's it? What's it in reference to? Yeah. Can it be me? Can it be? <laughs> Just the maybe the catchphrase is more like a more like a like a feeling like an action like me just having fun with my friends Sherman you understand that this works just boil okay so boil that feeling down to like a couple of words that you know are succinct and memorable a pithy phrase we're looking okay. for a pithy phrase okay i'm having a great time with my friends on my show <laughs> how about that yeah i mean it's yeah. it's loose could i see it on a shirt yeah, but it'd be one of those weird shirts. Like for like, tall people? <laughs> yeah, like a tall person shirt where they need to fill it up with extra text. <laughs> All right, I'll just stick with the, <laughs> my friends. Now we're talking. Now, see, that's just very that succinct. Brief. Brevity Maybe like is three ha ha <laughs> My friends. That's nice. That, good? that is nice. Can we, get it? Can we get that clean? Here we go. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> my friends. I'm going to take it once more. <laughs> my friends. Try it again. Just try one more. Take another crack A new at one? It. Yeah, just something punchy. Think punchy. Punchy, exactly. Buzzwords. Okay. Synergy. All right. Uh, okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to have fun. Sherman. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Sherman. hell was that? Sherman. You gotta calm down. You gotta take a deep breath. I feel like you, one yourself. thing you you seem to think that a catchphrase can handle sort of a, a hard to like a, a gut sound at the beginning. You're, you're you're preceding a lot of your your catchphrases right. with sort of a guttural emotional sound that I think would be hard to translate to a t-shirt or exactly. Mug. Furthermore, it's oh, okay, you really okay. gotta you've really gotta picture. Remember the movie Inception. The only way to incept properly is to boil it down into one kind of in you know divisible idea 
that is just, again, punchy and memorable, indelible even. Just as a side note while you're thinking about this, isn't it so sad that the scary movie franchise ended before Inception came out? I would have loved to see their take on that. Like going inside the mind of a cat and making it think it's a dog. Yes. Or going going inside the mind of a, like a prissy lady and oh. making her think it's fine to fart. It's fine to fart. Okay, I think I've got it. <laughs> You want to be my friend? Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's as close as, close as we're, as gonna we're gonna get. Yeah, I think that's as much as we're gonna get. You know, let me cap this off by telling you my first ever catchphrase. It came shortly after being popped out of my mommy, and uh, I was precocious, as you know. I was talking almost right away because time is money. I wanted to make mine, and I remember mm-hmm. looking around at the doctor and my father and my mother and all the sort of gathered medical personnel and I said boy a kid could get used to this kind of attention yeah that's right I knew that you know they write about that in CEO magazine you know they talk about how you have you came up so early I mean just for such a young person to come up with a catchphrase so again succinct and memorable they write about that a lot, and I wonder, do you get any sort of kickback for that? Because I feel like it comes up in every issue. You know, I feel like that's the way that I give back. Well, um, does anyone have any new investment news or uh, updates on anything they've been working on? All right, sounds like a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you a quick update on my uh, relationship with Kimbo Slice on the rocks. Ooh, no. All right. Did he finally come out as the fraud that we all knew that he was and warned you about? Because the man you think he is died. That's right. So I was able to look at videos of the real Kimbo Slice. So when I met up with my Kimbo Slice, I looked close and yeah, he looks different. He's sort of paler. He's got freckles, red hair. He wears a Letterman jacket with an with an A on it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. I think it's Archie Andrews undercover. Yes. yes it's a, it's a cartoon. Like. And yes. it's <laughs> pulling yeah. some sort of prank on me, pretending to be Kimbo Slice. <laughs> is he hot and Archie Andrews from the TV show, or is he like cartoon Archie Andrews from He's the comics? He's fine, show? but girls are bending over backwards for this guy. Okay, yeah. Now that I know he's Archie, he's kind of like, okay, you know I'm Archie, but here's... Here's why I did this. I need some advice <laughs> on who to take to prom. Wow. But you know what? I don't want to talk about the kid who, who pretended to be Kimbo Slice. We'll pick up on that later. I've got bigger news. I've got big news for you guys. Okay. It's been a long time since I talked about this, but I don't know if you remember, I had a bit of a falling out with Clippy, the helpful Microsoft Word. Yes. Paperclip. Didn't we all have a falling out with Clippy? Didn't we all? Yours was famously bad. I'm happy to announce that amid all of the crap happening in my life, Clippy and I have mended our fence. I was working on a spreadsheet and I scrolled way down and then I heard a light weeping from Excel. Wow. I was afraid he was behind bars. Turns out he was in a cell. (laughs) Excel. He's in a cell. Excel. He's in rehab now. Okay, good. Uh, with some other sort of um, characters from inter- the recent internet history that have fallen yeah. on hard times. Jeeves, Jeeves is in there. I was just yeah. about to say Jeeves. Because Jeeves took it hard when Ask Jeeves became Ask.com. They gave him the boot. They get, yeah. It, yeah. 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 Downsizing every. It's tough all over, you know? And when I say to people that get laid off, I say, well, you should have trained better. 
You should have had more money and you should have been ready for the economic downturn as they do happen. Well, the thing is, he should have been making himself more invaluable at that company. You know, you can't just put your name on the on the company name and think that that you're not going to get the boot. The fact is, Jeeves was just kind of standing there. As far as I could tell, I was asking the the box. I was putting my question into the box. I wasn't That's asking what Jeeves I'm saying. anything. Make yourself indispensable. Indispensable. Right. Indispensable. You know who I've found to be completely indispensable? Speaking of little CGI PC assistants on your desktop, Bonzi Buddy, he's back. Refresh us. Bonzi Buddy was a, he was like a, a virtual assistant guy. He was like a purple, I, I say was, but he's here. I'm looking at him right now. He's on my desktop. Little purple gorilla guy. He says, I, you know, I talk, oh. I email, I browse. Oh he's, yeah, I remember this guy, that guy. This guy's blowing me away. I forgot how useful this guy I is. I remember the first time I saw Bonzi Buddy, I was like, a purple gorilla. Uh, okay. Did someone slip me something? Yes, exactly. I'm right. thinking, where's Clippy? Yeah, I was like, hey, Clippy, why don't you pop up and tell this gorilla what color gorillas are supposed to be? Let's get a correction on this. Did someone slip me something? Oh, my goodness. Well, no. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think I'm high on drugs or anything. I'm looking at uh, Bonzi right now, and, you know, he's asking me if I want to search, if I want to sing or download, you know? I don't right now. I wish he'd kind of stop asking me. That's rude. What's his deal? Is he like a marketplace confusion, Donkey Kong sort of thing? I know a handful of years ago, I remember seeing something on, like, a magazine. They called him one of the top 20 most annoying tech products, maybe most annoying products of all time. You lawyer up. If someone does that, <laughs> you get your team of, you know, hopefully normal colored gorillas. This is a courtroom, sir. And you you lawyer up and you bring something to bear and you make a point. I'm so happy that Clippy is, is yeah, back to his old self. This is great for this you guys. Great. I think it's great. Guys, I got to tell you, Clippy now is so chill. Like when I make a mistake, sometimes I, I'm like... Okay, I know that's wrong. And I look over at Clippy, and he's just sort of like, he's in his own world. Like, he's got that sort of 40-yard oh, stare. Yeah. He's sort of, he's lost a lot of his hair. He looks very thin. <laughs> and then I and then so I have to sort of jostle him with my cursor. I say, Clippy, I think that I yeah. was wrong there. And he sort of looks over, and he goes, oh, you know, you'll figure it out. Okay, and I'm like, this is a new Clippy. <laughs> but also, I think he's sick, but he's chill. You know, people aren't as, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Stringent on spellings and, you know, uh, indenting before a sentence, uh, double spacing after a period. So I feel like Clippy's, you know, taking it easy, and I think I respect him for that. Yeah, he, that's exactly right. He used to, if I used to do two spaces after a period, he would get his hackles up. But now, I did, the other day I did two spaces, and I sort of waited. And then I did a third space, waited, four, five, six. And then I was like, Clippy, and here's what Clippy did. He looked over for a second, a glance, before returning to his 40-yard stare. And then he sort of sighed. Oh. He just sighed. It lasted a really long time, and then he coughed up a bit of blood. Hank, I'm worried. He's not doing well, but he's so chill. You know what? You know what I think? I think that little squiggly red line that tells you that you spelled something wrong is hurting Clippy. That's what I think. I was going to say, I think it might be his blood. Maybe he's getting his blood on your documents there. Well, you know what? I'm glad to hear everything's... Uh, well, I guess I... Why, what am I glad about? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to say that that, that is, is that. That, that is that. The world turns and people change and you never know. Yeah, you never know.
Boys, what do you say about having our Entrepreneur of the Week join us now? Three, two, one. Yes, I'm into it. I'm thirsty for it. Yes, I'm into it. I'm thirsty for it. <laughs> wow, you guys said the same thing. Yeah, we're things. working improv. This improv. Time. Ladies and gentlemen, we're ready for our Entrepreneur of the Week. I want to welcome to the Rats Nest, Jerry Von Dome. Jerry. What an honor to be pitching to the Rats. Let me tell you. Our product is a, it's a combination of two things. Number one, people's desire to snoop around, okay? You look, uh, ooh, your, your neighbor's having a barbecue. You're looking over, mm, what kind of meats they got going on over there? Ooh, they're drinking Mike's Hard. What flavor? Okay, Am I yes. right? Yes. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. We love Mike's Hard here. I can't believe we've never brought up Mike's Hard on the nest. People love snooping around. Number two, people love celebrity. We read tell-all novels, the biopic, walk the line. We, uh, we, we follow blogs. We want to know everything about them. We want to be them. So how do you combine these two things? Well, let me tell you, Rats, it came to me in a dream. There I was on a computer, but it wasn't my computer. It was David Bowie's. I'm there. I'm opening up folders. I'm snooping hard. I'm I'm looking at vacation photos. I'm listening to terrible unreleased tracks. I'm answering emails. Mick Jagger's messaging me. I'm experiencing actually what it's like to be David Bowie and learning more about me than any goddamn biopic would. So that led me to my product, which is Dead Desktops. We sell an exact replica of a dead celebrity's computer. All the info, all the access. Some of our current IPs include James Gandolfini, Steve Jobs, the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just to name a few. At Dead Desktops, we believe in full immersion. So your computers, uh, the computer that you're getting is actually dated to the celebrity's time of death. So example, Princess Diana's desktop is an Apple II from 1997. Let me tell you, it's full of secrets. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And wow. Rats, the, listen, the immersion, the immersion doesn't end there. We're about to launch our day in the life service, which for $15, the price of a movie ticket, it gives you 24 hours of live interaction. You'll be answering emails, messages, planning your grandchild's wedding, paying for your hydro bill, actually living the life of your heroes. And you're probably wondering, Who's going to be on the other end writing and answering these messages? Well, I don't know if you've heard of improvisational theater, but there's these theaters all around the world who have just been cranking out thousands of improvisers. And let me tell you, they're not getting a lot of stage time. So dead desktops would employ, give jobs to all these extremely enthusiastic improvisers would play a wide range of characters, which they love, and giving our valued customer an immersive celebrity experience. So to launch our amazing new day in the life uh, service and be part of the Dead Desktops family, I'm asking for $300 million for a 25% share. And uh, what are your thoughts? Wow. I mean, this is maybe the most exciting product I've ever had walk into yeah, this yeah. nest. Yeah. I am wow. truly yeah. Sherman, let me echo that sentiment. You had me at James Gandolfini. You had me at yeah. Dodi Al-Fayed. Yes. I want to see pics of Dodi Al-Fayed. I want to hear 
you had me at Mike's Hard Lemonade, a <laughs> reference you made early on in your pitch that ended up having not much at all to do with your product, <laughs> but baby, I'm hooked. Well, if you want to know which celebrity drinks Mike's Hard, get on Steve Jobs. Uh, okay, I- and now I know it's Steve Jobs, or maybe he has info about who else drinks Mike's Hard. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a pitch. It's the best pitch I've heard since the boilet toilet toilet water you can boil for fun. I can't. I can't even think of a question. I mean, I'm excited. I I would love to be able to surf around. So just to clarify, I guess I do have at least one question. Mm. Um, so it's it's not these. It's not their real desktops. You get a you get a backup, like a time machine backup. It's a it's it's the full computer. It's you have you can go into uh, Leslie Nielsen's email. Wow. That, I bet that would be there. some pretty dry, but humorous. There's uh, some exchanges. big naked gun fans. Mr. Mr. Von Dome, yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. let me just start off by saying I'm all the way in. Are, am I able to, if I enlist in this service, is it, do you ship me mm-hmm. the physical, like you said, for Princess Die, you ship me an Apple Lisa or whatever it was. An Apple you ship too. me that, yeah. and it is mm-hmm. <laughs> a version of... It's a it's a copy from a hard drive that she did use, so I can like go on there and say you know, use your theater troops that you've enlisted that you've hired. I guess they're working twenty four seven, and pretend that I'm her and that all the you know people I talk to through the computer are like all my fans of the peop of the people's yeah, princess. Yeah, you get you get the experience. You get the experience. So all the uh, all the fan mail, you get live fan mail coming in. You can respond to it as Diana. You are living the experience of of your hero. I can book like you know Air France Concorde. I could book a trip from Paris to New York on Concorde, the Concorde supersonic jet through. Stop trying to book flights on Concorde, <laughs> Jeremiah. You know how much I love supersonic Concorde. And I want it to come back. And if this time machine service can do it. It's not a real time machine. It, he said the word time, time machine in it. It's a replica of a computer. It's a copy, oh, my friend. It's a duplicate. A time machine Mac. back. Can, yeah, I, can we get I on track here? I think I know exactly the, the, the really make or break thing about this pitch for all three of my rats, I'm sure. I'm going to need you to give us a little bit of detail about the working conditions for these, uh, what are the, these, uh, these improvisers. You call yeah. them? Mm-hmm. I think yes. I need to know, like, what, which troops are we talking about here? Where have they been trained? Yeah. How because many are I you able like... to kind of squeeze into one building to work out of, you know? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm familiar with improvisational theater. Uh, my favorite movie is Mike Birbiglia's Don't Think Twice. <laughs> my number one favorite movie of all time. I love it as mm. an entry into the canon of cinema. Mm. Um what kind of improvisers are we talking about here? We start at level five improv, okay. which is the standard for any. <laughs> Can you put a dollar amount on that? How much would they have had to have paid over the course of three months to get? They've there? invested thousands of dollars. Okay, in per- thank you. For, yes, uh, the enthusiasm you get from these improvisers—they, perf- I don't know if you know this, but they perform for free. And that was my next question. Oh, yeah. yes, of course. You mentioned level five improvise, improv <laughs> level. Um, I, I got to say, I, again, maybe want a bit more detail because I do know that going by Toronto Second City standards, we could mm. be talking about a 19-year-old <laughs> boy. 
who has paid his way through the five levels. It doesn't take right. that long. Mm. Uh, are we talking about 19-year-old <laughs> kids? Or do these improvisers have a little bit of experience? So they... they... They, they need to tell a story. They're 24 hours mm-hmm. in, you know, playing a wide range of characters, uh, replying to uh, to Kobe Bryant's email. Right. Yeah. You're going to be playing LeBron James. You're going to be playing Vince oh, Carter. Yeah. Emails <laughs> that tell you who you're going to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, we get we get a very seasoned improviser to play all these, but we're starting level five. We're open level five to uh, Middle Ditch. Uh, yeah, Thomas Middle Ditch, Mr. Von Dome. Yeah, I love Ditch. I love how yeah. you write. This whole thing is like the linchpin of this whole thing is like a troop of uh, ostensibly kids, you know, with a bit of training that they paid for instead of, I guess, an AI. Which I wonder if you use anything like that. Uh, no, we want a human connection. You know, we want human... I, you know, I'm coming around, and I'm thinking about even the 19-year-old kids I've seen. Once they hit level five, they do have something. And it is yeah. and it is that hum- It is that human flavor that you're describing. Like, I've been to countless Second City graduation shows. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get enough of them. I'm walking downtown. I see sort of a bunch of uh, nervous teenagers and and some Mm. much much older people who sort of are giving the teenagers advice but also secretly sweating and i and i see them in a pack sort of going over what they're saying there's an improv show happening i follow them inside Mm -hmm. and then i watch and i love it i love to i love it when it clicks and i love it when it doesn't hank used to actually go to these graduation shows with bouquets of flowers Mm. and just sort of pretend almost an almost like an improviser himself Kind of pretend to be the dad of of a performer or two. Yeah, like it was a real, like yeah. it was a we real used to make meaningful fun of you. graduation. You, used to, you could hear a zip zap zop game happening from a mile away. Yeah. Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got absolute dog hearing for zip zap zop. <laughs> I, you know, I love getting. You know, my favorite part is I love it when they ask for a suggestion. <laughs> That's my time to shine, Mister Von Dome. I just got to say, I think it's phenomenal what you're doing. You've come along and single-handedly given an answer to what I know to be one of the improv community's biggest questions: Can I get an occupation? <laughs> and you, and you, and and and, and Mister Von Dome, you told them yes. Could I say something while we're on the topic of improv groups? <laughs> yes. yes, and I've got a bone to pick with the members of the Barry Manilowist Common Denominators class Hank, group Hank, at Second City. Please. They made me look like an asshole, Hank. and I'm gonna I'm gonna see them yes, all dead and right. buried all before right. I'm done okay. on this earth. Hank. Those motherfuckers know what they did. Yep. They asked me for a suggestion. I gave a perfectly reasonable suggestion, they and they roasted, roasted me and moved yeah. on to someone else. They're really good. I wanted to see big fat double sided dildo <laughs> that vibrates and, and lubed up, lubed up big fat double sided dildo. And they said any object, any object they didn't specify. So when I said lubed up double sided dildo, big fat dil- double sided dildo, everyone laughed. Everyone wanted to see that scene. And they made a pithy joke about no one wants to see that. They could call me a pervert. Yeah, right. They told exactly. me where to go. I think they, I think they went, uh, okay, I think I heard truck. 
And they kind of all rolled their eyes at you at the same time. They're a bunch of fucking con artists and pukes. If you're going to be an improviser, you got to be ready for the suggestions you get. Because guys like me come out. And that's what we want to do. We want to give a suggestion. And if you don't specify, you don't get parameters, you're going to get big fat looped up double-sided dildo. I want to see that scene. When you say, no, actually nobody wants to see that scene. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. He wouldn't have asked for it if he didn't want to see it. What don't I want to see? Like how long it takes to put in... The conversation you have to have before you put it in, the way you sort of squeeze in and then squeeze out, like, that's 100% what I want to see. I mean, look, Hank, you came to me and cried at my house on my doorstep for, like, two hours about this. It was a little, it was rude what they I did. I was fucking devastated. They brought me <laughs> it down. It was rude. Improv's supposed to elevate you. I I would just like to uh, to say and make a commitment that Dead Desktops would never hire a improviser from Barry Manilow's uh, Truth there that you said. The very man of lowest common denominators. Can I ask you guys a question? Do you have do you have a dream desktop that you would like to snoop around on? I mean, he's not famous, but um, do you think you can get your hands on my son's desktop? He's alive still, but um, you know, I'd really like to know what he's been up to lately, and you know, uh, that'd be really fun for me to kind of get in get in there, uh, kind of like get get into his mind. You know what I mean? Maybe find something to talk to him about. He is alive. I know that's not quite exactly what you do uh, over yeah, there. Yeah, it's at, a bit off brand that he's alive, but can I suggest something? Oh, Maybe... you'd like to make a suggestion? This guy, I, what, am I the improviser now? <laughs> what, the audience, <laughs> you're making the suggestion. Well, uh, maybe, well, with the chat function of between desktops, you could actually, I don't know if your son is a Tom Petty fan. Is he a Tom Petty fan? Sure. He's a Petty man well, through and he, through, yeah. If he owns the Tom Petty desktop, and let's say you you grab the uh, ooh I don't know Bowie desktop, then you you two could chat as these because Bowie and Tom Petty had, had a, did they have a relationship? They had, they had, a, relationship. had an email thread. They had a thread. All right. I love it. It's all very confusing, and uh, and I I like <laughs> it's it. all. That's right. It's all very confusing, and I think you should just get a better relationship with your son. But you already cool. know that, and the listener knows that too. Well, Mister Von Dome, thank you so much for your pitch. I think we're all in. Holy shit! Well, it's a, it's an honor. I'm a big fan of you guys, and big fan of your billions of dollars. And thank you so much for investing in dead desktops. I believe in the company. I believe in the man, and I just want to get at those pictures of Dodi Al Fayed. Well, I want to say it's been a slice, my boys, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. blessed be this day. I want to thank Jeremiah St. Baby. Hey, look, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you dumb kids and your dump truck asses. <laughs> okay, and I want to thank Hank Ass. Go, Coastland! Take it to them, baby! Go on and give those students the uncompromised word of God. Coastland! Rah, rah, rah. Ra ra ra! I want to thank Rancho Santa Margarita, and I want to thank our guest Jerry Von Dome, aka Danny Belair. Thank you, Danny. We love you. And I want to thank Stefan, our producer. Thank you, Stefan. Also, Brad McGurr. And I want to thank Brad McGurr, mayor of Rancho Santa Margarita. We love you, baby. Doing a great job down we there. Get that COVID vaccine out to the people. And lastly, I want to take a moment to thank me, Sherman Michael Shunk. I feel like I do a swell job here and there, and uh, you know what? I'm having fun, and, and I'm making friends. That's what it's all about, sure. And thank you, listeners, and we wish you the best, and please join us again next week on The Rat's Nest. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.